The following program is a work of fiction dealing with the potential fallout from untreated mental illness. If you are triggered by this subject, we urge you to proceed cautiously and to look into counseling or other resources available online or in your area. Take action. You're worth it. This is a long story. It's a story about my family and the things I feared within it. When we used to live down the road from Second Bridge, I feared my father and mother, and I tried to protect my little sister. I feared what would happen to her, and I feared what would happen to me. I feared my own mind and the thoughts that came from it. My only respite was my time in the woods that surrounded our property, where I could enjoy the solitude of winter and the smell of pines, darkly. That was the place where I came to embrace the thing that lived inside me, the truth that I could not avoid. I was a killer in a family of killers, and I couldn't help what came next. this song the day I found the corpse. Seems silly to refer to something as small as a squirrel as a corpse, but I don't know what else to call it. Body? Trash? Just a squirrel? The squirrel was on our porch, split open from neck to crotch. That's why I noticed it originally. A splash of red in the middle of the brown boards of our front porch. It didn't look like it had been killed by an animal. Looked like it had been slaughtered by a person. Dispatched, then left there. A surgical incision splitting its middle. I stood over it, wondering how it got there, wondering who was responsible, when I became very aware that I was outside without my headphones. It was dangerous to be this close to the woods without my headphones. I have good headphones. Full sealed back, leather cups, choice of cable or Bluetooth, they sent me back a pretty penny. Keep them in a velvet pouch, but they were inside the house now. And the woods, the acre of woods that surrounded our house, surrounded me, were right there. Right, right there. And they wouldn't shut up. Hey, Dad. What? Do you see this? What? It's, it's a squirrel. Don't you think it's weird? Someone kills a squirrel and just leaves it on our porch? Probably one of the cats. But the wound, it, it looks like it was cut. There's no way that the cat... Quit looking at that thing. It's, it's morbid. Clean it and cook it or bury it in the woods. I don't care. Just, just get it off the porch.
freak. Shut up, Nadia. My creep of a sister. What the hell are you doing in here? I can hear you all the way down the hall. Do you take my headphones? No. Are you sure? Of course, I'm sure. I don't have a death wish. I expect you and those headphones to get engaged any day now. Are you sure? Yes. You, like, lost them? Don't you have something to do? Have you looked behind here? Leave my stuff alone. I'm not touching your keyboard. It's just a bookcase. Leave it alone. Hey, can I borrow this book? Last podcast? Since when are you interested in true crime? Jan asked if he could see it. Were you guys in my room? No, stupid. We walked by and we saw your collection of murder books. He's kind of into it. You sure can pick them. Yeah. And you know why. What? You know why Jan's into me. There's no subject I'd like to think on less than what turns your boyfriend on. Fiance. What? He's my fiance. Congrats. Where's the ring? That's a slave symbol. We're not heteronormative. Look, if you're not going to help me look for my headphones, would you please just get out of here? <sighs> Where'd you see them last? Seriously, don't you have anything better? They're probably in the car. What? You take them to work, right? They're probably in the car. Right. Can I borrow yours? Just go to the car and get yours. That's what I need them for. I need them to get... Never mind. Wait. You need my headphones to get your headphones? Shut up. This is about that fucking squirrel, isn't it? What? That disgusting thing on the front porch. Did you do that? Of course not. Why didn't you clean it up if you saw it? I'm not touching that thing. I said no. So who did? Daniel? I don't know. But Dad's blaming you. Isn't he? Would you get out of my way, please? You're such an idiot. Don't let him do that. You're blocking the doorway. You let him walk all over you. He's our father. And what do you care? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I like the woods, I really do, but I can't go into them without help. That's what the headphones are for, and the music. This song is one of mine, too. I wrote it back when I had a band back in high school. I had a lot of things then that I've since lost. No use moping. The woods are beautiful. I really think so. I just can't listen to them pine trees in these woods and when the wind blows I can't I can't describe it it's like I can almost but not quite hear something in the sound of the wind I'm not saying it's voices I I'm not saying that I can never hear it well enough to know for sure but I'm sure it's not voices I'm pretty sure Pr pretty sure like, it's like my brain is trying to make sense of the sound, trying to turn it into a story that I can understand. So when I go into the woods, I go into the woods to enjoy the sight and the smell, but not the sound. Uh, really, who would? You ever hear of a great naturalist going into the wilderness to listen? They paint or take photographs or write. They don't listen. There's too much to hear and too much of it is quiet, just below hearing. I like this sound. 
It's just a mix of mush I made to help me sleep sometimes. I really need it some nights. My brain is trying to take everything I hear and turn it into something. A woodpecker starts speaking in code. The wind becomes voices I can't quite understand. It's not a problem. It is a problem, Mother. Not those voices. Those voices I understand perfectly. Jan is allergic to, like, everything. I went by this stupid menu. Watch your tone. Stupid menu when you said it was sour cream and rice tonight. You can't just change that. Well, if I'd known Jan was coming... I told you! If I'd known Jan was coming more than a half hour in advance, I could have adjusted. I told you yesterday. And you don't need to adjust anything. The menu was perfect until you changed it. Your father asked me to use up the last of the venison. Jan is vegetarian. Daniel, what are you doing? There's a dead squirrel on the porch. I'm burying it. Do you need something? I want to talk to Dad a minute. Well, the shovels are all in the shed, not the basement. Your father's in the basement, and you know that's his space. Freak show, this family. Nadia, please. Why? You've been incredibly anal about dinner for my entire life. Why do you change this now? I told you, the venison. I just need to talk to Dad a minute. Daniel. Can you make the rice anyway, like, aside? Daniel, I... I'm just going to talk to him a minute. You get your hand off that goddamn door right now. You're not going into the basement. You're going to go outside, get a shovel, and do whatever he said. Mom. You and your boyfriend can come to dinner or not. I don't care. You're definitely old enough to do whatever you want. It's venison. (sighs) Well, something else? Could you give him a message? I'm not going down there, and neither are you. Mom, I just I get the times are tough. I get it. It's hard for young people to get a start, but we just never expected to have a pair of teenagers quite this long. Eight years is supposed to be the maximum, and then you were... I love you, Daniel. I really do. But the tension in this house... Just do what your father says. was the first time she'd actually said it out loud. I'm 24, Nadia's 22. We both pay rent. Well, I do, anyway, but I get it. Mom probably dreamed the suburban dream. The two of us married with homes of our own, now pushing grandkids into her lap. Instead, it's this. We're all cooped up together. I work at a call center processing insurance claims. Nadia works sometimes and babysits mom has two part-time jobs and dad i don't really know i never asked you don't ask not in my house i love this house i love the woods i love the smell everything everything but the sound Even that I couldn't resist. Squirrel was under the ground. Shoveling was done. Like an addict, I felt the pines drawing me in. I could see them, of course, waving in a slight late winter wind. I could see them, but my ears longed to hear. What would it hurt, Junkie asked himself. What could it possibly hurt?
You okay? Uh, what? You look like you've seen a ghost. How long have I... This is the Viking. Uh-huh. How the hell did I get here? Walked through that door right there. You had two cups of coffee and a piece of pie. How long have I been here? I don't know, 20 minutes? Sorry, God, I'm not normally this much of a freak. I must have, I don't know, uh-huh. fallen asleep or something. That's so. What? You didn't seem very asleep to me. Talk to me and everything. Yeah, I'm sorry. For what? I don't, I don't think I know you. Mm-hmm. They warned me about that. About what? Moving to a small town. you stand out like a sore thumb if you didn't go to school with everyone else. I'm Beth. Oh, I'm Daniel. Dan. Nice to meet you, Daniel Dan. More coffee? I think I need it. Me too. Sorry. For what? Being so weird. I like the distraction. You're not hurting anyone anyways. You're very kind. <laughs> oh, thanks. What is it? It's just not the normal line I get from guys. Never been called kind before. I'm not really trying to flirt. I'm just trying to get my bearings. Not trying to flirt is the best kind of flirting. I'll make a note since vulnerable and weird is such a turn on. <laughs> you are new though, right? Guilty. I have an aunt in town I'm visiting for a little while. And you thought it would be fun to pick up a few waitress shifts while you're visiting? Sorry, I'm being a jerk. Fine. You caught me. My visit is a little more of a semi-permanent thing. Who's your aunt? Barb Houston? Sure, I know her. We used to go to her church. She's always there. That she is. Don't get me wrong. She's been great. She lets me go my own way, no judgment or anything. It's just kind of confusing. What is? Everything. Nothing. I'm messed up. My brain complicates things. that make any sense? Totally and completely. Everything is confusing, and Aunt Barb seems to have it all together. Only her life feels like it's from another planet. My folks are the same way. I can't talk to them about anything. Well, this conversation got deep. Sorry, I always get this way after blackouts. <laughs> or crap. Was that serious? Do you have blackouts? Do you need me to call someone? Honestly? I don't know. I had to get some distance between me and my dad. That's why I'm here. Oh, sorry? Yeah. It just seemed... I don't know. Like, as long as we're being honest, I should tell you. No, I understand. As long as we're being honest... Oh, God, you must think I'm a freak. No. We've known each other five minutes, and here I am, bearing my soul. It's okay, I get it. You wanted some space from your dad. I wish I could get some space from mine. You live with them? Pathetic, I know. No, it's not. I mean, you have a job, right? Sure, I work at the call center. That's the difference. I have a lot of friends still living with their parents, but they either don't have jobs or want to spend everything they make on vacation and toys. You don't strike me as that kind. I have friends like that, too. 
would it would it be weird if I asked what time you got off work? Wouldn't be weird. I wouldn't tell you, but it wouldn't be weird. I could walk you home. Then you'd know where I live. You live in the pink and green house about two blocks off 3rd Street. On Oak, I think? Are you... Wait a minute. I went to church with your Aunt Barb, remember? Mom had a Bible study at that house. Right. Small town. But she might have moved. She didn't. How do you know? Your face just now. (laughs) You're interesting, Daniel Dan. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do you see this? Daniel out in public. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, freak show. What's going on? Hello, Brett. When we last see this asshole around people? Oh, it seems like months. Months easy. Dan, if you need anything... Whoa, 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 hold up. You're new here. Could be. Oh, definitely. I'd remember you. Yeah. I need to get back to the kitchen. You were a waitress? Yes. Then lean that luscious hip up against the bar and wait. I want to order. Fine. What can I get you? Pie. What kind? Dark, juicy pie. (laughs) You gotta tell me what kind. Fish. (laughs) We don't have fish pie. (laughs) From what I smell, we do. Shut up, Brett. (laughs) You gonna make me. This isn't high school. You can't treat people like that. It's assault. You know, Steed. Yeah? I'm a little slow today. I just figured out what's going on. What's that? When we walked in, Dicks Out Danny was in the process of making moves on the new fish in town. Shut up. Here I thought he was gay all these years, and it turns out, Dicks Out Danny was just too stuck up for anyone in town. Had to wait for, uh, what's your name, darling? It's Beth. It's Beth. <laughs> Dicks Out Danny was just waiting for Beth here to come sweep him off his feet. Oh, oh you're wondering about his nickname? That's a funny story. Brett, come on. <laughs> See, back in seventh grade, or maybe it was eighth, little Danny here was experiencing funny feelings downstairs for the first time, right? Probably the co-ed gym class. We all had to dress down, you know. Don't know who it was who got under Danny's skin, but he just had to go take care of things in one of the stalls. Of course, he wasn't so good at being quiet. So it was pretty easy to find him, kick the door open, snap a few pictures. You're and... a real piece of shit, you know that? Yeah. But you couldn't do anything about it back then, and you're not going to do anything about it now. Hey, 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 I found the picture. Check this out. No, that's... (laughs) Funny, right? Check out that haircut. I bet his mom still has the bowl. (laughs) Uh, I'm really sorry, Dan. I I don't... I mean... Oh, come on, Danny. (laughs) Where's your sense of humor? Dicks out. I wish I could say I didn't run, but I did. The minute I was out of sight of the diner, I ran. It shouldn't have bothered me so much. Brett and Steed have been giving me crap since middle school, but it did. Felt the same. I might as well have been 12 again. Had to get home. Someone probably missed me. I had to cut through the forest, but the wind had died, so it was okay. It it had to be okay. Had to be. I needed to get home before I was missed. Had to get away from... (laughs) She'd laughed. Of course she'd laughed. 
It's funny. Why would someone like her be interested in someone like me? She wouldn't. Even if Brett hadn't shown up, I, it wouldn't have worked out. She would have found out sooner or later. Found out I was a freak. Found out I had mental problems. Found... I was in the woods by then, about a mile from home down an old path we knew as kids. The path was a shortcut, but there weren't any houses in that part, barely any clearings. But there was a single street light, visible through the trees. I don't know why it was there. Probably someone had a house up here once and installed it to light his driveway. We called it the ghost light because it just sat in the middle of the woods throwing that weird amber light into a tiny pool right around it. When you walked down this path, it was actually creepier to be near the light than in total darkness. In darkness, you could feel your way and your hearing was amped up to compensate, but with that one light there, the balance got thrown off. Nothing you saw or heard seemed real. That's why I freaked out so bad when I saw, or thought I saw, who was under that light. We had a story in town. A boogeyman story. There was a man named Old Ole, who was supposed to have a cabin in the woods. He was a serial killer, or an axe murderer, depending on which version of the story you heard, who went looking for little kids. Oli Oli will find you on a night that's foggy too. Boogeyman story. Something they told us to make sure we'd come home before dark. I remember it scared Nadia to death. He was supposed to be huge and old with a gray beard down to his chest. Filthy leather apron like he'd been butchering something in a knife. Long enough to take off your head with one chop. I hadn't heard that story in years, but it stays with you. You don't forget the stuff you hear when you're a kid. That's what made this night in the woods so terrible. So enraging. Maybe it was everything with Brett and that girl, or... Maybe I was just at my wit's end. Or, of course, I could have just been crazy. But when I looked through the woods towards that one weird street light I saw him, I saw old Oli just how I used to imagine him. Standing under the light, big beard, bloody apron, knife, everything. Before I'd even thought about it, I was marching toward him. I wasn't a kid anymore, and I was having a hell of a day. So maybe I was a little reckless, but I was marching right toward him. I don't think there really was an old Oli, and I didn't care. I just knew this asshole was harshing my calm, and I could do something about it. I couldn't do anything about Brett or the girl, but I could do something about this. As I got closer, he kind of stepped back into the shadows. I can tell now he didn't have a knife. That's, well... That's when I guess I kind of lost it. <coughs> I got up on him, and he, he was real, all right. I could get a grip on his coat, and I can feel his face giving a little under my fists, and my hands hurt like hell, but I didn't care. I kept swinging and swinging because for a change, I got to hurt someone. Some asshole cosplaying in the woods, some jerk. No, 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 please, please. Somebody who was 
What? Please, mister, I... I'm sorry. <laughs> Who the hell are you? I... I didn't know. I, I didn't know this was your spot. I'm real sorry. <laughs> the man wasn't who I saw. He was smaller and wearing a ton of clothes. Probably everything he owned. He glanced behind him and saw a shopping cart piled over with tarps and junk. Who the hell are you? Oh yeah, I'll move along. I, I was just looking for a place to set up camp. I won't make no trouble. Who? I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, Mary, my my left arm's all numb. I don't... I don't think I've had anything to eat in so long. Can you, can you spare any cash? My arm... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone else. Don't, don't go. I have to get back. Please, please. I, I, I've been hanging on by a thread for a long time now. This, this has been a long time coming. It, it's okay. But could you just... Stay here. I, I gotta go. Just stay, please. I won't ask you to try anything. None of that CPR or nothing. Just don't try and bring me back. But please, I... I, I don't want to die alone. I, I'm sorry. Son? Son? <coughs> I kept walking. I, I kept walking and he didn't make another sound. I kept listening for it, but he didn't make another sound. I just kept walking. I did hear something, though. Something in the woods. Nearby, but a million miles away. Smell of Pines, Darkly, Part 1, starred Justin Kapla as Daniel, Trelawney Irwin was Nadia, Ayla McIntosh played Rose, Jeffrey Adams was Will, Steed the sidekick and the homeless guy, Gavia Yunt portrayed Beth, and Caleb Silvers was Brett. Script, direction, and sound design by Jeffrey Adams. This program copyright 2022 by the Icebox Radio Theater, which is solely responsible for its content. Partial funding made possible in part by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board, thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.